Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Jane Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, hand. Free hand. <laughs> what? <I'm... laughs> it's my favorite line from, from King Shark. He points, he raises his hand to, to say something, uh, and they, they look at him, and he just then he points at his hand and goes, hand. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm Jay, and. Uh, I've, I, I got my black mage up to level 33 in, in Final Fantasy 14. And then I was like, why don't I just start over? Well, it's, you keep the same character. Okay. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a new job. And you so start now, a, career, a new career path, basically. Yeah. Now I'm okay. playing a conjurer working towards the, uh, white mage class. So. That seems really against type for you, and I mean that in the sweetest possible way. <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> I mean, black mage made a lot of sense to me. I, I just don't understand what happened. <laughs> whoa, Josh. <laughs> uh, and I'm Josh, and you know, speaking of corrupt individuals, I basically have created one in my brother who I played another game of Oath with, and I think he's basically now an unassailable chancellor, and we will never defeat him. And I live (laughs) for it. Yeah, you just need the right group. Well, that would probably help. But, you know, my greatest move of the game was when I um, blackmailed him into giving me his... Like, there's literally a card called Blackmail, and he gave up his Grand Scepter to me, and then I exiled his other citizens. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't win, but I live spitefully. <laughs> the most Josh of of things. <laughs> of traits. It's like the equivalent of basic white girlitude, but yes. for Josh. Yes. Um. So news from Discount Games Inc. We still have a small number of Kill Team box sets. Um. I. I, I guess. Uh, um, by the time this goes live, I'm not sure we will, but oh, you you should be uh should be buying them if not <laughs> get them while they're hot. Yes, or get them while they're available. Details. Um, so any anything else from you guys before we we dive into MCU related topics slash superhero? I guess that's all I want to talk about. So. <laughs> If I okay. had anything else, I would just throw it out there. You would just blab it out right now. 
All right. Well, so we're going to talk some about uh, Black Widow, about Disney, about um, uh, the Suicide Squad. So let's let's dive in. So Josh, you you finally joined us and you've watched Black Widow as well. Yes, at my third daughter's great great insistence, which is fine. I'm glad that she insisted. Although she did promptly fall asleep in the film, which it was like her third watch of it. So I guess we'll allow that. (laughs) So both of you watched, I I believe, watched this movie with female fans who were quite excited for the movie. And and I did not. Um, Is is that true? Did you guys like uh, either wives or daughters or et cetera? Um, so I watched it with both my wife and my daughter, but I don't actually know how excited they were. I don't actually know how, um, where they place Black Widow on their scale of, of feminine superheroes that they like. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they actually like Black Widow. I, I'm sure my wife does. I don't know where, where my daughter places her in comparison to some of the others. So. Maybe that's an interesting conversation to have, but they both enjoyed it. So, What was partly stunning to me, um, for no particular reason, I watched the, um, I think it's called Marvel Legends. Okay. They're, they're kind of like little shorts, little shorts about, about yeah. characters. And, and really all they are is like a rehash of, of, of a hundred different, mo- you know, whatever, how many, di- however many different movies that particular character has been in, right? <laughs> Um, but I was, I was shocked how many movies Black Widow has been in. Yeah. Like a bunch of that them. character has been around for a long time. Basically the, not quite the beginning of the MCU, but close. Like, yeah. Like in one of the early Iron Man's, I, Iron, I just Iron like, Man too. Yeah. I had like forgotten all that kind of those kind of like extra details, you know? So, um, so that was one thing that just kind of really surprised me. I guess I'm just an old man with no memory clearly so (laughs) well i mean that's one of the things that is particularly egregious about this from from marvel and disney's perspective it's like this character has been core to the whole franchise for longer than many of the other characters like thor or i mean core characters yeah. Yet she doesn't get her movie until after she dies in the main <laughs> plot line? Are you kidding me? You gotta earn your movie, okay, Trevor. Jeez. It's, it's a it's I mean, I'm not gonna try to project into their heads what they were thinking, but even as a you know, a white male who's who's represented every time I turn around, to me it seems pretty egregious. Right, right. <laughs> so over over the top even from my point of view. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, it did seem. I don't know if this has been just in the planning phase for a really long time, or if it's really been that in the face slappy. You know what I mean? Like, just we don't care. Um. Well, I think that at least part of it was that you know before Kevin uh, Feige, 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 F word, long may he uh, reign. Yes, long may he reign. Before he took over, uh, Perlmuter was quite bad at his job in my opinion and at least at least when being willing to look um outside the normal you know uh 
casts or corrupts or whatever. And so like he, he thought that black Panther was going to be a huge flop and he didn't want to do it or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so there was a lot of stuff that he kind of quashed. Um, but yes, it's honestly my far and away, my biggest issue with this movie is that if it took place where it should have in the timeline, I would have loved it much more. I think. Interesting. And, like tell, tell elaborate on that. What, how do you, how do you mean? I'm that? part of it is that, and, and I mean, I guess me, a fool uh, <laughs> feels this way about <laughs> comic book movies, but there's, I mean, you know, in, in, you know, comics or comic book movies, you know, people don't die or, you know, right. et cetera. like at the, you know, when the snap happened, like you knew that Spider-Man and was going to be back because he's Spider-Man and they need to, you know, make money off of Spider-Man, but some webs. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there was no like suspense to me with what was going to happen or there was a brief moment where I actually thought that it was possible. And I, I do, when I say brief, I mean really brief. Yeah. <laughs> where I thought in the movie a, you're talking about. Yes, during the movie, there was an v- extremely brief moment where it flashed through my mind because I just finished Loki that, that, this, sure. that this could open up another time. Oh, but, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But, that, that's you know, it was, it was so brief and I just didn't even really pay it that much mind because I knew it wasn't coming. It, it, it just the outcome of this felt very telegraphed in a way. I guess following up with Jay, what Jay is saying, saying is that you know where it's going, you know what this is doing. It's it's bringing about a potential uh, new couple of heroes to throw into Phase Four. It was. I mean, that's the problem. Another problem. And that's, that's is really, in the end, it's not really about Black Widow. Correct. Like her, her movie is not about her. There's no suspense <laughs> on what's going to happen, and there's no character development with the black widow herself and there is a little bit you like you learn a little bit about budapest which is great i guess but really the the main purpose of the show is to get you excited about other characters which i mean is it okay. did a little bit for me yeah yeah it's, i mean it's, it's where they're it's where they're at in their progression but it's it's I understand why it does it, but this really should be Black Widow 2 or Black Widow right. 3. Yeah, where, right. Where the, the torch is passed from her right. to her sister, yes. her quote-unquote sister. You know, but that's not what we got. Who does and, an amazing par- part of making fun of her poses. That was one of my favorite yeah, that scenes was, for the record. That was, that was fantastic, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it does what it's supposed to do. But in on the same hand, it fails to do what it needed to do. Yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, I I, I don't really get too much behind the scenes or you know listen to interviews. Um, but you know I can see Scarlett Johansson walking away from this whole thing I mean, a little bit. I mean she, you can tell from the I mean at least know that there's a lawsuit going on. But you know going away from the whole thing feeling just a little bit bitter at Hollywood and Disney. Right. Well, let's okay. Let's segue to that topic. <laughs> Sorry, wow, nice I, didn't job, mean, I didn't mean to segue Trevor. this early. No, that was go. good. That's fine. If you got a segue, segue. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney. The House of Mouse. The House of Mouse. Um, because she says that they violated their contract that, you know, she is the part of her pay is based off of the theatrical, uh, um, release the profit, box office. Basically. Right, yeah, yeah. She gets part of the box office mm-hmm. of the theaters. And so, you know, they did a simultaneous release where, uh, it was in theaters and on Disney plus. And so, She's sued Disney saying that, you know, you have breached your contract and you're not paying me as much money as you should or what we agreed upon because part of the money isn't, you're not, we're not capturing all the funds that we should be. And the Disney response is that, um, you know, the lawyer for Disney says that, you know, this is a publicity stunt by her and that, you know, our contract is, you know, very clear and we included the Disney plus, um, you know, proceeds into her, uh, into the essentially profit sharing or whatever pool. And so, you know, it's, it's, this is basically just a, a big publicity stunt from her. And, um, I mean, the, it's a good publicity stunt for the record if it is. Yeah, yeah. And they've, they've, there was quick, a movie in quick, development. Quick poll, though, amongst the hosts, the three of us. If you were, if you leave it at that right there, whose side do you fall on? Uh, I mean, I, I tend to fall on this, even though I am the man, I tend to fall on the <laughs> side of, of the actor. Like, sure, you know, yeah. the corporation just has so much power in this case. And like, really, I think part of the issue is that she's caught right in the, um, corner of a sea change, right? Because I don't think contracts, I, I don't think there'll be an actor worth their salt that will, t- that will accept a contract written the way hers is anymore. That doesn't address the streaming revenue. Right. right. That's just my guess. Right. Well, so, you know, I, I say, get us to that point fat sooner. And, and if that means I mean, slap, slap in the house of mouse's hand a little so hard, I am, I am to the point where, uh, Disney has to go above and beyond to prove that they're not being a bad actor. <laughs> right. And, and you guys might not, I'll, I'll, I'll go into some other things that have been going on. Um, Oh, but, beyond this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it very well could be that, um, you know, the, the Disney lawyer is correct and that their, their contract is clear and they're acting in good faith or whatever. But, uh, Currently, I mean, that, they're not behaving in that way in other areas. So, mm, sure. I mean, I'll be I honest. The lawyer's response from Disney sounds very much like a canned response. Sure. Rega- yeah. Regardless of what the, the truth is, I think he would. It could explicitly say that streaming is not allowed in the contract, and he'd still come out and say sure, exactly yeah, what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't necessarily feel too bad about either side of the, the coin here. They're both getting some sure. money out of it and she's yeah. not exactly poor. Right. But <laughs> I, I do feel like, you know, they, this feels very much to me like a, a board decision where they're like, well, let's just go ahead and do it. And no one ever said, should we at least look at the contracts here and see if this is legal? Well, and okay. So here's, I, yeah, I'm, keep going with the rest of the story. I'm, I just want to I'm going to go with Mini Rant 1 and then we'll transition to Mini Rant 2. But 
a mini rant one is that so you know disney recently got a new ceo and the the previous ceo uh his name was bob Iger, and he was very good at what he did <laughs> uh he was he was the the person who you know led to disney acquiring uh pixar he's, oh, he's the person oh. who led to disney acquiring marvel um and he was just kind of always on top of things he was good with the press he also had you know good uh you know relations with the various movie stars um tom holland when when you know disney and um sony like negotiating with each other over spider-man like tom holland was was texting bob Iger, like freaking out over it and you know Iger was trying to calm him down etc but he, he was just really good at what he did and so far it feels like the new ceo uh bob chapik i believe is is his name i'll be honest this is the first time i've even heard this name is is not we're not real disney fans trevor i mean you <laughs> let's just acknowledge that first of I, all but that but, but i knew bob Iger, right yeah I granted, he he's, he's been around he was around for a lot of years yeah right but so here's here's some examples of things that have gone wrong um example one is is this um you know there's a the rumor mill is that there's people, you know, at Disney that are blaming him at least partially for this because he's Disney and him are kind of blindsided by this whole lawsuit. Oh, and uh-huh. in, in contrast with like the wonder woman 84 movie, um, you know, they like supposedly no one like reached out to Scarlett Johansson and with the wonder woman movie, you know, they reached out to Gal Gadot and, you know, they worked things out and, and things worked out. Um, here's another example of, um, of it all is he went to, um, he, he, he had an interview with Variety and he is talking about Sing Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And his quote is, uh, on Sanchi, we think it's actually going to be an interesting experiment for us because it's got only a 40 day, 45 day window for us. So the prospect of being able to take a Marvel title to the streaming service after going theatrical at 45 days will be yet another data point to inform us, form our actions going forward on our titles. I'll take tone deaf for a thousand, Alex. Yeah. And so the, the main star, of Shang Chi, mm-hmm. he goes onto Instagram and he does a post, and and mind you, obviously there's there's a very big market of people who are excited about Shang Chi because of representation and sure. you know things Marvel like martial that. arts, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. sure, yeah. And so his he he goes on there and his response is, you know, we are not an experiment. We are the underdog. We're underestimated. We're the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will preserve after an embattled year. We are the surprise. Mm. So, you know, there's just 
you know, stuff like that that feels like just over and over again. Yeah, unforced errors that are just, you know, awful. So, but then this brings us to the one that is like the absolute worst example, in in my opinion, of Disney being a bad actor. And we might have talked about this already. I'm not sure. I I think I did in the Discord, maybe. Um, but have you guys heard about like the royalties with Disney and the Star Wars expanded universe uh, novels? Yes, I have not. You may, you may, you may okay. consider me uneducated in this matter. Okay, so you're, this is going to blow your mind. Oh, I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so they. There's all these Star Wars authors, and, and one of the big ones is, um, I can't, who's, who's the, it's like, like Timothy's on Alan Foster, something. Oh, okay. He, he was, he's, he's Tim- the guy Timothy's who wrote, like, one the, of them, but yeah, the one that Jay's talking about him, um, yeah, he did the novelization of like the, uh, he did new the Hope, first right? Star Wars novel. Yeah. Then a new, the new hope. Alan Dean Foster. And so okay. like the, the author who kicks off the Star Wars EU and like creates Admiral Thrawn and etc. Right? Okay, I'm with you. He, they, Disney stops paying him royalties. And oh, they, they, oh, this is the guy that wrote Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yes, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, they, they stop, they stop paying out royalties. Okay. And, and they're like. You know, they contact Disney and they're like, "Qua, like, what, what the actual f are you, you w- guys doing?" WTF, mate. Yeah, yeah. And so Disney's response is, "Well, that was, you know, a contract that you had with someone else." I assume it's a flavor of get bent here, but okay. It was, it was a basically it was like someone else. I'm going to rage quit this conversation really quickly, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, was, that's their. That was their responses. Yeah, they're you, like, "This is you had this, this contract our... with somebody else, and when we bought it, we didn't assume the contract." Breach of yeah. contract is one of my greatest pet peeves, second only to being a picky eater. Which <laughs> I don't, I don't even know where they think they've got a leg to stand on. It's completely crazy to me. Like, they, like, so they're they're contending that they're like a completely different entity now. Yeah, they basically they're contending that this deal was made with they someone got, else and they can just keep printing and selling these books and yes, don't have to pay they anything. got all the intellectual property but they don't have to pay any of the you know, none of the responsibility required. yeah they get all yeah. the cake but they don't have to gain any of the pounds and Delicious. and there's there was a an author who is like going through you know chemotherapy and has cancer and they're not getting their royalty checks and they eventually die God. and and Disney knows that this person has cancer and they're not paying their <laughs> royalty checks. Uh, so, you know, do I have much confidence that that they were acting that in good they faith? Should, that, that they should have any benefit of the doubt on anything right now? Like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, so Shadowrun really isn't fiction, is it? No. <laughs> Oh. I'm not going to defend the corporation, but I will. It does. It does not surprise me these sort of things happen because in the, in the real world, like there's not one single person involved in this you know decision. It ends up being right. a very. Right. It's a big bureaucracy. Uh, it's a big bureaucracy of, of yeah. very simple, small decisions made in 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 or in you know in key positions. So there's people along the way that 
are not really necessarily, you know, the one that throws the whole switch. They just move it a little bit. And it's, I mean, it's bad that, that, um, I don't even know. I I forgot his name already that the CEO doesn't come down and say, Hey, fix this. Right. Yes. And this has been going on for quite a while. Right there. Yeah. CEO does not come along and say, I realize that this was misunderstood or done wrong or whatever happened. I don't care, but fix it and fix it now. Right. Yeah, the buck does need to stop there. I mean, and that's the concern is that, man, man, did we have a deep conversation about capitalism on my weekend away? Because, again, that's like also asking my oldest daughter and wife to choose Uh, movies. It's that same kind of flavor, right? But like the system is clearly incentivizing behavior that is in bad faith. That That's what it feels like to me more than anything. Right. Like, you know, and like Trevor's saying, and what does that mean? It means all these little decisions get made along the way, and the guy at the top doesn't even try to pull the reins one way or the other, you know? I don't know. I mean, my, my last, uh. When did, when did all this, when did the, they stop paying them? Cause they, were they paying them to start with after they purchased? I'm not sure. I know that the, uh, like the Writers Guild is, is doing, a lawsuit on behalf of all these writers because I mean, it's (laughs) like if it's, it's a huge threat, obviously to huge swaths of authors. If, if companies think that they can get away with this. Yeah. Um, So the, well, and it's also, it it gives them a much better leg to stand on when they can pool their, uh, money to be able to afford right. to fight yes. this yes. than it is yes. if they try to do it individually. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of exactly the type of thing that your membership dues should be going towards. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, exactly. Um, one last one last example of, and and granted this is is you know me in like a privileged position or whatever I guess, but like. So in they've in in Disneyland and Disney World in America, they have not re-implemented fast passes. It's it's all standby all the time, right? Okay. Uh, in Disneyland Paris, they have restarted uh, fast passes, but they are paid fast passes per ride. And they have surge pricing, so if it's a busy day, they're going to be oh, more wow. expensive. Okay, okay. And they're not they're not super cheap either. It's like you know eight to fifteen bucks a ride. Jeez. And so if you were to get a fast pass for every ride in Disneyland Paris that has a fast pass to try to ride every ride that day, it adds like an extra hundred and sixty dollars onto. Your price tag? Danger, Will Robinson. More profit incoming. <laughs> right? And there comes, <laughs> like, uh, it, it feels like they're, I don't know, it feels like if they implement that in America, which I am sure they will, that they're, like, trying to kill their golden goose or something. I don't know. But 
So I'm going to mention this because I, I was reading it while we were talking. It, it sounds like the issue with the writers thing has been resolved, but it resolved really quietly and nobody said much about how it got resolved. But on alandeanfoster.com, he said on May 1st that it's been, that's all he put. I'm assuming they probably told him he couldn't say any more than that. Or oh, interesting. So, I, I mean, since May 1st, I'm pretty sure I had read, um, John Scalzi do a retweet about the writer's guild still continuing with the lawsuit against his and, and that's, that's possible. All I know yeah, is I, I'm assuming it's not fully resolved for everyone. That's <laughs> also possible. All I know is that Alan Dean Foster says, quote, the sure. issue with Disney regarding back royalties has been resolved. Further news relating to this matter to be released shortly to the public. Hmm. And that's the last word since May. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, I guess you either die a hero or so, <laughs> something, something, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Uh, I like or yours better. Die a hero is pretty good. Yeah. Stay in business long enough to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Any, I guess, any final thoughts on Disney and or Black Widow? I mean, I still want to go on a galactic star cruiser. Does that make me part of the problem? I presume. <laughs> well. um yeah there's there's there are not very many uh ethical consumption choices josh yeah it's hard um it's it's just sort of interesting to me um where we've gotten to at this point in life where you know like nurses in the hospital get paid what they get paid and then you know someone actor in a movie gets paid just thousands and thousands of dollars more per you know minute <laughs> they're on screen it's just i don't know it's it's interesting that this is the modern society that we've come to i guess shadow run is the next logical step as josh already said <laughs> yes no crash <laughs> yes i um i did i we we i guess real quick let's let's talk a little bit about some of the the side characters we were introduced to in Black uh, Widow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, what did you think of uh, you know, her sister of her parents, etc.? Well, clearly Florence Pugh stole the show, and I don't really feel like that's even negotiable. Um, so she did and I a thought great that job. her father did a great job as well. Yeah, I I mean yeah. I'm not I'm not putting I think they all did great. But he but, kind of comes off as a villain. To me, you know, that's because you yeah. grew up in the eighties, Josh. I guess. <laughs> I just hate deadbeat dads. That's all. Uh. <laughs> He's not her father. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 to be fair, he does have a little bit of a redemption arc, where yeah. he lets lets her know that he did really do did care. But I, like I said, it still comes back to that Florence Pugh stole the show. Yeah, yeah. She, she was uh, entertaining. She was funny. She did a great job. She's she's going to, and I'm fairly certain she's going to carry the Black Widow torch forward. Right. Like they've made a great choice, and she did. They they did a great job of introducing her. I I do love the family dynamic. The one of the best scenes in the movie is where they're all sitting at the table mm-hmm. at uh, the quote unquote mother's um, facility. 
Where, Isn't that the line where he's like, you're as supple as the day they staged our marriage? <laughs> oh my gosh. That line was incredible. <laughs> I, I, I did also so enjoy good. the line of like, they say like, they thought he was going to say something. He's like, no, I just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> that was his character development right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy uh, David Harbour. Um, I haven't yeah. seen the new uh, Hellboy. Oh, Hellboy. oh, um, mm. because it got horrid reviews. And I was that number three you're talking about? It was a reboot. Oh, I didn't realize which, he was which in is, that. Which is he plays Hellboy. No, oh, okay, yeah. Clearly, I was paying really good attention. I mean, it got horrid reviews, and it was clearly not worth. Hellboy was, in my opinion, was not ready for a reboot, and I think it would also be hard to follow up. Um, Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman. That's a, yeah. that's a, those are some pretty big shoes to fill. So. That's a big uh, arm. I can't remember what his arm's called. That's a big arm to fill. <laughs> so, but in everything else I've seen David Harbour in, um, I've enjoyed him quite a bit. Um, in fact, I saw a movie that he had a little bit part in from forever ago um, that I just I loved. Anyway, he's 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 finally getting an opportunity to play. I'm not going to call this leading man, but uh, closer to. I don't know if he's ever going to be the leading man. But. Only in a dad bod movie. <laughs> I mean, do do you think that they would ever make a Red Guardian film? Oh, I, it seems like it would be so problematic to do so. I don't know why I think that, but that's just kind of my my knee jerk reaction to that question. I mean, even in the comics, he feels like a little bit of a bit character. You know, he's. I don't think he would ever work. But I also right. think. I, 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 anyway. I mean, it would be funny to, yeah, I mean, honestly, where it would be amazing is as, a, as, is as a what if that like was just showing Red Guardian and Captain America that those stories he was telling in prison were the real deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if they, they actually did, you know, fight, which I'm pretty sure they do in the comics. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I was, a, this, this obviously was intended to, uh, be released before Falcon and Winter Soldier. And the post-credits teaser with the Countessa um, probably would have made that show make a little bit more sense. Um, it would have made the end of Winter Soldier make more sense, you're saying? Or where she was more about, yeah, out of just things in general probably would have made more sense. But um, I, 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 did, I did enjoy the... Um, post-credit teaser yeah well because well uh julia uh, crap what, what what's how do you say her last julia name louise dreyfus thank you louise like louise dreyfus yeah she's just freaking funny uh, yeah you know yeah. it's hard not to just enjoy her on the scene um what is that character gathering is she get, i mean it's not the young avengers obviously like probably there the is a, okay okay which that's pretty exciting like uh one of my favorite runs that I read years ago was a, I think it was a Thunderbolts where um, Norman Osborn was running them. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff, man. That was really fun. So this this is all way out of my wheelhouse. I, I I've never read any of these, so I, just I know basically, very little about. I mean, characters. Thunderbolts is basically well, Marvel. Let's do it. Suicide let's do it. Squad, isn't it? Yeah, like, let's do a great segue. Thunderbolts yeah. is essentially the the Suicide Squad of DC. Job, so okay. let's, See, let's talk about Suicide I, Squad. 
I actually didn't even know that. I mean, I I don't read DC at all. I do read Marvel, but I don't. I guess I don't get too far out of the the kiddie pools that I play in. <laughs> That's fair. So, um, James Gunn years and years ago made some bad jokes on Twitter <laughs> and uh, a provocateur on the right dug it up and like tried to make a controversy over it. Disney fired him. DC hired him uh, to make the suicide squad, suicide squad two. And then Disney was like, you know what? I, I guess the pedophile jokes are okay. And uh, <laughs> will, you, will you come back and, and you're just, do you're just continuing Gal- to pile on here to Disney, aren't we Jay? <laughs> I mean, they well, do have adults running around in costume, just, you know, trying to pull the kids in. So, yeah, that's <laughs> true. So that's that's how uh, uh, DC ended up with a director slash screenwriter that is actually talented. That's outside their weight class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up with. The Suicide Squad 2 that is uh, actually uh, a good movie. Yes, it's highly entertaining. And, and uh, it does it does it in such a James Gunn way. Like, if you uh-huh. if you laid out the plot to me before I ever watched the movie, I don't think I would have watched the movie. So, there's that. I I do, I also, uh, this this movie wasn't that way, but... I do. I saw. Uh, um, I, we, I may have shared it in Discord. I don't know, but I saw a, a meme, and you know, there's a director at a camera, and the ca- and it has a caption that says Marvel, and then it says lights, camera, action, and then the exact same picture is uh, down below, and it says DC, and then it says camera, action. <laughs> it's funny because it's true oh my gosh and I didn't think that this movie uh, fell into the Snyderverse uh, traps from the trailers I saw it looks much more colorful than oh it yeah. is yeah. Yeah. I mean you have Polka Dot Man how, like, how could you not be more colorful yeah that's it's a fair true. point yeah. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a scene in that has um, Harley Quinn where I I guess this is not really a spoiler, but instead of blood, as she's she's envisioning what's going around around her, uh, going on around her, and the blood flying through the air is basically petals of flowers and flowers and yeah. and, and yeah. animated birds flying around her, and yeah, it's super bright. That's like, funny. It's yeah, I mean, it's t- intended to be humorous, um, but it is true that the tone or color of the film is just completely different than what we've been getting at least within the last you know six seven years from dc from dc yeah so did did you watch this movie with your wife trevor yes we did we watched it last night and did she like it as well yes she enjoyed it quite a bit okay i wasn't sure if so one of my one of my friends on twitter his response to it was like you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that movie again. I, I didn't really enjoy it. I'm happy for people who did, but it was just like, 
the violence was you know too over the top for me and so i have to know on that topic like we're gonna we're going to highlight my hypocrisy once again which is always a fun game uh (laughs) how does this compare to invincible the animated series in terms of violence so it's hard to it's hard to do that comparison okay and because 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 you're you're dealing in animated versus i mean in truth much of the violence is animated here but it's animated in a very realistic cgi style yeah, sure. But sure, the, sure. the point being is that um, I would say they're similar. The tone is different um, when there's people are killed. It's, it's a little in, bit less serious. There's sometimes where it feels like it's done for jokes. Like there's there's a scene yeah. where King Shark grabs like the two legs of someone and and rips someone in two halves from pulling them apart. Okay, and it's done in kind of a way that's supposed to be humorous. And so, and saying it like that, invincible sound very, very uh, dark. But it's, it, it is, yeah, invincible. When somebody dies or when something is killed, it's generally um, not Wait. done for, not done. Yeah, it's done with a bit of weight. It's never done right. um, with the intent for humor. It is, it is done to make the the scene feel um, more weighty. That's why where invincible brings violence in is for weight, and and right. it's kind of the opposite. And and so it's they're not. Yeah, I'm, I it's think it's very difficult to compare them. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's definitely going to be some people who will watch it and be like, I don't find this level of violence humorous, and yes. so, and I think that I think that that's probably that's fair. That they're it's fair. I, a, I, I a would healthy, not, well-adjusted person. <laughs> right. I would never. I would never. Uh, you know, put down or say anything bad about anybody who felt that way. If you don't, if it's not your cup of tea, that's okay. It, you know, I I have to wonder a little bit about my own mental health when I do find it to be my cup of tea. <laughs> but here's the thing: for to answer your question a little bit, Jay, what you're getting at is we had just finished season two of The Boys when okay. we stepped, yeah, stepped yeah. into, and this was a step down in violence and uh, brevity, I guess. This was like, okay, these really horrible, violent things are going to happen, and some of them are going to done to shock you, but we're just going to take a little bit lighter tone with it. So, I mean, it felt like it felt like the noose, the mental noose around my neck was relaxed a little bit when we went to the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I'll be honest. So, okay. there's that. Suicide Squad, a relaxed mental noose. That's the full <laughs> quote for the back of the... Uh, um, I mean... Maybe I guess I'm, I'm curious, much, Trevor, it, what would you say were your three favorite things about the movie? What were your three things that you disliked the most? And what's your letter grade for it? Oh, you put me a little on the spot here. Um, so I, I guess I like the maybe some of the more extreme, ridiculous stuff. So I really um, I, I think Idris Elba did a great job. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't really care about his character. Um, right. Uh, Polka Dot Man, honestly, he might be. If, if, it, if it weren't for King Shark, King Shark, he would be my favorite. <laughs> so it's like King Shark, Polka Dot Man, um, and honestly, Margot Robbie just did such a great job. I have a hard time not throwing her into any top whatever list. You know, I, I don't. I honestly don't believe that she's actually my one of my top three. But I, I would feel bad not giving her some sort of credit. Um, and I, I think that I would say one of my top three would be the cast or 
Sure. Okay. Them as an ensemble performing so well together or clicking yeah, so well together. Sh- sure. So um, I would say that the cast is really well done. Um, I think that um, I really, I'm going to put the plot in both the best and the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I th- I, found okay. It, I found it great, but the, the um, like when you take a step back. So during the movie, I enjoyed all of it. And I take a step back and think about the plot and I'm like, WTF mate, what is going on here? Like it's just it's it's both sides of the coin all at once, which maybe that's why it's so good. Um I'm trying to think about things that I didn't care for. Um one one of the things I'll throw out as one of the things that I liked is that and and part of what made me think about this was um I, I saw an article that talked a little bit about it, but you know, it talked about how there's there's things that happen whether it's character deaths or uh etc i guess that it it made it it feel like there were actual stakes in the movie or that there were that the movie might go places that you're not expecting because you know we're used to these mcu movies which i love but which you know Again, you're you're not going to see, you know, Spider-Man actually die or you know, et cetera, right. et cetera. So that's that's something that I, I thought was good. Um I think that he uh that James Gunn did a great job of giving it, I guess, a comic book feel without going uh over the top like um the old Hulk movie that um mm. I just forgot his name. Anyway, the the original Ang uh, Lee. Yeah, Ang Lee. Yeah. The, Ang, the Ang Lee Hulk movie where he really almost wanted to make you feel as the audience like you were reading a comic book, which to me was cool a little bit, but it did feel over the top and a little bit overdone in some places. Whereas this feels like a comic book story, but not necessarily where you're reading uh, you know, a block of text in the corner um, like you saw in Ang Lee's uh, Hulk. Um, so anyway, I, I guess I really enjoyed that. I honestly... Maybe I'd have to watch it again. There's certainly some jokes that fall a little flat. Um, there's some things that feel a little nonsensical. Uh, but they never really got to me to the point where I lost my immersion. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time coming up with something that I straight up disliked. I, I actually one of, enjoyed one of a my, lot of it. One of my friends super disliked it, and not just for the violence part he was his complaint was that he felt like james gunn was trying to make like a dc guardians of the galaxy type that's movie. what they hired him to do though and that it didn't land for him so mm. well that's interesting uh that he feels that way uh, it, to me it did land and sure, I, yeah. you know yeah. to be to be fair this is a lot of the stuff in here is right up my alley i do enjoy black humor I I do enjoy violence in my movies. I mean, I absolutely loved um, uh, Deadpool, and so this is just feels like it's more of that. And um, so, but I I can absolutely see why some people would just not enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's your your letter grade? Um, I mean, I hate giving things a letter grade before I've seen them a second time. There's a lot of things that I would have missed, and the the truth is, is James Gunn is one of those people who likes to put little Easter eggs all throughout. Right. The film. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
my my gut reaction off of just seeing it one time is is probably you know an A minus maybe. I I would not put it in the same sphere as some of the best of the uh, Marvel MCU films, but it, it's better than a whole bunch of them to me. Um, sure. Uh, I I liked it better than Guardians of the Galaxy two. Wow. The Guardians of the Gal- I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy two all that much. I don't actually. Think That's it's fair. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I. Uh, there are certain scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that I absolutely love, but as a whole, I don't. It's not really my favorite movie or anything. But um, Guardians of the Galaxy one, I do enjoy a lot. Um, and one of the things that I will say is that uh, one of the reasons why I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy so much is because it is a film that I can watch with my daughter and my son and not feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Right. Or feel like I'm a bad parent. I would never. I'm not <laughs> sure I would ever recommend my daughter to watch this, even when she was my age. You know, that's. I mean, my hypocrisy under the microscope, like. Josh's at this point. <laughs> um, you know. So I, I this is right up my alley. I will watch it again. Guaranteed. That's Probably funny. tonight. <laughs> well, uh I should I, I last thing before we uh close out, i I need to convince you, Josh, to, to watch to read a book with me. Okay. So the book is Story of Your Life. Uh, it is by Ted Chiang. And Isn't this one that you like discovered through the short stories that you were it's, reading? It, it is short stories. I actually talked about it earlier. Um, the first short story is about a guy climbing the, the Tower of Babel. That's right. Okay, that's what you talked um, about. Jeez, uh, yeah, I'm sold just with that short story alone. And it, it also, I'm about to start reading. It's, it's also, one of the short stories is the basis for the movie Arrival. Jeez, um, double sold. But... I'm I'm two and a half stories in so far. Uh, I want you to read it and then we can talk about it on one of the podcasts. All right. So, so can I just say that I w- I would like to see a follow up of James Gunn doing a movie with Weasel and TDK as the team up. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's that's, just, that's the that's the closing thoughts from Trevor. That's all. I'm okay. Sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I just I had to get that out before I forgot. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you guys think of Black Widow and uh, the Suicide Squad. We are interested to hear.